Hello and welcome back to the Conscious Contact Podcast. My name is Janae Peavy. I am your host and today I wanted to talk a little bit about media bias. So I'm not going to get into my viewpoints on any specific topic or I'm going to try not to because I don't think that that's relevant for this conversation. Broadly, I just want to maybe give some insight to other people that the media is biased. The things that you see, the infographs that you look at on Instagram, the mob mentality of certain issues are heavily swayed by what side you align with, the media that you consume, what channels you watch, what you like on Instagram and Facebook. And all of that kind of goes into not necessarily being the truth. So I'm trying to remember what the adage is. There's three sides to every story, your side, my side, and the truth. So the truth is in the middle somewhere. And again, I'm not going to, everything I'm going to talk about, all of these news stories that I'm going to use as as an example are way old news at this point. (laughs) I like to digest things for a while before I talk about them. And I am going to try to stay away from leaning to one side or the other in my own personal viewpoints when I talk on here and leaning too heavily into what I think is right or wrong. Because again, that's not the point. So the main goal that I want to have happen is maybe for someone listening to see things a different way to maybe start to do their own research before they form an opinion about something, to not have any negative connotations. When I say do your own research, I know that during a certain period of time that was kind of looked down upon for anyone to mention or even suggest that you should do your own research. Um, You should not implicitly trust any media outlet with anything that you're making your own personal choices on. So they can guide you, they can lead you. It's great to have that information, but you do need to be aware that everyone has a bias. You, me, the news reporters, the definitely the people behind the algorithms on Instagram and Facebook. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is there is someone on the Daily Wire called Michael Knowles. I hope that I'm saying his last name right. And by and large, he's one of the more, in my opinion, moderate people on that specific right-leaning news channel. And he was going to be speaking at a local college here. And I had a friend who had posted, hey, uh, here is where to show up if you want to protest this bigoted um, transphobe that's calling for genocide of trans people, yada, yada, yada. And that's a completely different story. But the wherewithal underneath that for me is thinking, okay, well, let me look into what this person said specifically, not a news clip, not a news bite, not an article with some sentence from something he said picked out at random and slotted in to support their narrative because that does happen. Uh, If you do not listen to an interview as a whole raw cut from whatever news source it originated from you're probably going to get a bias through editing. Uh, Whoever's editing it is going to take something out that may be more important to the larger story of what someone said. So not focusing on that specifically, but they 
um, I reached out to them and said, hey, if you want to come talk about this on the podcast, I would love that because I do want to talk to people and engage in an actual conversation with others who I don't understand and have it be a portal for me to understand someone that doesn't view things the way that I view them. So they sent me a link to this TikTok video, which <laughs> I'm not a TikTok person. Um, again, that could be an entire another episode. But they sent me this infographic type gotcha TikTok about this guy, Michael Knowles, showing a clip from I believe it was his college years in which he played a man attracted to other men. He played them in this movie clip. So he is coming to speak on behalf of his own viewpoint, which is very Christian and conservative. And he stands very strongly in that belief system and those morals and ethics that he's made for himself. So they are saying that he is a hypocrite based on this particular role and kind of also insinuating that he might be overcompensating for his own sexual proclivities with being so anti-gay because of this quote-unquote proof that they have that he might lean in that direction from his college days. So at the surface, and there were hundreds of thousands of views on this video, on the surface, completely see where they're coming from. I see somewhat of a valid argument if you're looking at it from that perspective someone being a hypocrite because they did this thing yet their stance now is very anti this thing that they did but he was acting in a movie in college now I don't know about you if you're old enough to be out of the college years but I am nothing like the person that I was at that point in time my morals ethics values all of that stuff is wildly different and I feel like me as a human is different than who I was at that age. So there's that. <laughs> there's that on the surface. Also, I just started thinking about all the actors that I've seen play pedophiles, murderers, uh, abusers, and never once have I assumed because they played that type of role that they agreed with that type of behavior. Um, I never once, you know, assumed that someone that played a serial killer was okay with someone killing other human beings in large numbers. I don't see the validity of that argument from my viewpoint looking into that scenario. So one, I see someone who could have changed their stance on things from college until now because he is not in his college years. I'm assuming that he's at least my age, which is 33 or older in his 40s. So he might be different. His viewpoints might be different. I don't see the hypocrisy in that arena and acting as a particular person or doing a particular activity as an actor in a movie I've, I don't know off the top of my head if there's ever been an actor that played a part like that and then ended up being a pedophile or a serial killer in real life, but there is a make-believe aspect to that. There is a role that you are given that he tried to play to the best of his abilities. So again, not saying that I agree with the things that Michael Knowles says. I am just looking at this from what TikTok was trying to show me and what this person heard from that video and gave to me and versus what I interpreted 
being able to think a little bit deeper about it and not taking that video for for what it showed me on the surface. The next thing that I want to talk about is and it's going around everywhere and there's a lot of people that I see that I follow on Instagram that have shared these um, and when I use the term infographs, I'm meaning like slides on Instagram that could either have a quote or a couple of sentences or actual graphs with data or whatever. Please, please, please do not get your news information from Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, any of that. I would say look at research papers, look at local news reports. Um, to try to get a better idea of what's going on in, in the reality of the situation. So there is this thing going around where I'm seeing people make reaction videos and the people that I follow aren't making them, but they're sharing reaction videos from other people saying, hey kids, there's this big thing about banning these books. And if anything's taught me anything in life, it's that if someone bans a book, you better go read it. So you kids better go find these books that are being banned. And there's two fallacies in here that um, are really scary for me as a child who was, ex and I'll talk about what the books are going into that. I was exposed to sexually explicit situations and literature very early on and it has affected me from that moment up until current time. Um, I didn't even know that kids had different parts when I was shown these things. So there are books that are currently in middle school, elementary, and high schools that have very explicit language. So there, that's the first part but also extremely sexually explicit illustrations of different sex acts with opposite sex and the same sex. And they are not being banned as a whole. They are not going on a banned book list. Like you think of Clockwork Orange or Lolita or something like that, where people talk about this isn't even a valid book. There's no reason for this to exist. That is not what is happening. There is an outrage among parents and teachers and other groups saying that people in elementary and middle school at the very least disregarding high school people that are minors should not have access to this in their libraries at school they should not have access to pornographic material in their school library there's not a place for that that is what their argument is and to see that turned into they are trying to ban this book there's a disconnect in the truth right in the middle of that. They are trying to take it out of schools, but there is no push for these books to never be published. Uh, not from what I've seen. I'm sure if you go super far in the other direction, I'm sure there's plenty of people saying that they shouldn't be published at all because they are geared at children, regardless of if they are kept in schools or not, people don't think that that should be available. But regardless, that is not what the greater narrative was. And people are taking that idea of, oh, they're trying to ban this book and run with it because censorship is bad. I don't disagree with that. I think that that is a great point to be made. I think that it's really important to have freedom of speech and freedom of the press and all of those areas. But when you take it the other way and you miss that connection and you've made a, a decision in your head to view it one way without looking at what the reality of it is, you're now suggesting to children to go seek out these pornographic books. And 
that is where we get into the weeds on losing the truth of the situation or not even losing the truth. Because again, the truth can be suggest, not suggestive, subjective, depending on your personal life experience, where you've gotten the information from, yada, yada, yada. But if you're not looking into it any more than the surface level and you're deciding, oh, they're trying to ban a book, that is bad. I should tell people to go, you know, out there and find this book, not only just people, but children. It gets very tricky. And then you've made that reaction video and then people on Instagram who rightly so believe that you shouldn't censor things and have freedom of speech are sharing this, they're resharing this. And then you develop this popular narrative and you see like as an as a third party, you look at that and you say, oh, well, all of these people are saying that they're trying to ban these books. Well, it must be true. So you go into a mob mentality uh, arena at that point. And this happens on both both ends of the spectrum, politically, uh, religiously, all of that. These are just a few examples and I'll get to some more. But it is. It is that territory where now you are creating the misinformation because you have only seen the very, very surface level of an issue. You've seen what most people that you agree with are saying about it, and you have decided that that must be the truth then, and then you continue to spread it. That is how misinformation continues to happen. And that's how you get into a scenario where you're trying to do something very valiant, which is, you know, call out censorship and stand up for freedom of speech. But you've not looked into it enough to realize that you're telling children to go find pornographic material. So lots of layers to that. I hope that I put that uh, in a way that is understandable in my viewpoint on that specific scenario and the issues that I've seen around that. So this other thing that I ran across, again, none of these stories are in the news anymore. This is all of these things have happened a while ago because I'm a slow processor and I don't watch a lot of news. But um, I saw this outcry from so many people, again, resharing infographs, resharing reaction videos to Sam Smith. He's a music artist, a new video that he had put out. And they were saying that the right was fat phobic and they just are bigoted and don't believe in equality for everyone. They want to tear him down because he likes men. They think that they want to, you know, shame him because he's gained weight. All of these things. And they were saying how terrible it is, how horrible the people on the right that were, you know, standing up against this music video for their reasons were just hateful, horrible people to talk about someone like that. And I thought, oh, wow, that is that is really bad. Like, why would you be so nasty and homophobic about a music video? And because I'd just seen it over and over, and I just thought, surely that must be what they're saying. Well, I looked into it a little more, and shocker, uh, that's not what they were upset about. They were upset about, in the music video, there is a urinating fetish being kind of bolstered. There's a lot of different fetishes being bolstered in that, but there are no warnings on the video. They were worried about children potentially watching this and they were worried about continuing to, um, 
I don't even know what the word is, normalize really niche fet sexual fetish categories in the mainstream media. And it, it was just really interesting to me to see both sides of this, not understanding what the other side was upset about. And it it plays out like a comedy of errors. I mean, it really does. And the more that I followed it, the more just flabbergasted I was that people that were, and this was for this specific scenario, people on the left thought that people on the right were just these homophobic, fat shaming, horrible humans that just hated to see someone succeed. And then the right is saying, no, we, we do have issues with bolstering an unhealthy lifestyle, but the issue that they were worried about is fetishizing certain things and then putting that in the mainstream media. So again, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And then you get competing reaction videos and infographs that don't really get to the heart of the issue because again the truth is somewhere in the middle and if you don't do your own research you're just going to go with what you've seen most often so instagram's going to show you things that you already agree with to keep you on same thing with facebook yada 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 or you're going to be colored by the news media that you take in so what I really like to do and what I would caution everyone to do is to look at a couple of different news reports on certain things. Look at some of the local news coverage as well instead of big media conglomerates. And then make a decision for yourself based on your own life and your own thoughts and opinions. And don't just take something from someone else who you may agree with on a lot of things as wholesale, because one, it might not be the truth. Two, you might have a different viewpoint. Even if you agree with this person on most things, you might have a different viewpoint on this specific issue. So this leads into just straight up mistruths being given out as fact and it being used to enrage people. And this is another pitfall. Of course, I've fallen into the trap of this just like everyone else you see something in the media that just is so outlandish and crazy and it's meant to rile you up and push you into action and you want to share this thing on instagram and you want everybody to know what's going on so they can be upset too because it's an upsetting thing but if you're not sharing what the truth of the matter is you're part of the problem you're still misinforming people and not allowing them to make their own decision or to be able to make any actionable change because they don't know what's actually going on to begin with. So the example that I'm talking about in this one is the drag ban in Tennessee, I believe it was. Again, I see a lot of really well-meaning people sharing how to call um, the local governments there, if you lived there, the elections, all of that, which I 100% agree with. If you want to make real change in your life and in your community, local elections is where it's at. Please, please, please vote in your local elections. Vote your morals and values. Do not vote party line. Please look into each specific candidate and see which one is truly speaking to you and who do you want to run your local government. So all of that is great. However, there is not a drag ban. That is the, the problem that I was seeing. And thank you so much if you're a friend of mine or I follow you on Instagram and you, you've engaged in this conversation with me. Because again, I saw a lot of people just reposting these infographs. And on the first slide, 
it would say drag ban um, and the caption would, you know, the above the more button on Instagram would read about a drag ban. And some of some of them were just that. And there was no underneath issues and they were just straight up misinforming people. And some of them you had to click the more button to see that it wasn't actually a drag ban. And you had to go to slide number seven to see that it wasn't actually a drag ban. So what they did is they limited drag shows to 18 and up venues and not in public spaces. And it doesn't matter if you agree or disagree with that particular bill that was passed. I believe it was a bill. Don't quote me on that. I'm not super versed in that. But if you are misinforming people of what is actually happening, how do you expect them to be able to show up and make change if you are against that? So you're telling people that there's a drag ban, they're showing up to protest, but they are misinformed. They are calling and talking to the wrong people. If you're trying to affect change, you need to know where it came through in the government. And I just saw that missing from so many of these posts. And again, I'm so appreciative because I did reach out to a few people and I said, hey, it's not actually a drag ban. I know that that's kind of the narrative that's been going on and is getting pushed everywhere, but that's not the reality of the hit, the issue. Here's what's really happening just so that we're not misinforming people. And everyone was super receptive to that. And then I had one person respond and say, oh yeah, they they go into more detail about that on a different slide. That's the problem. No, very few people are swiping all the way to the end. Very few people are clicking on the more button. They're just leaving a heart. They're saying this person, you know, I trust them. I agree with them on most things. They must know what they're talking about because everyone else is saying drag ban, drag ban. It becomes this, it, it, it does more harm to your cause than good. So if you're trying to get that, taken away or repealed or whatever you misinforming people of what the situation actually is does not help that happen and all it does is make outrage and yeah that's going to get a lot of engagement for your post that's going to make a lot of people comment on it or heart it or reshare it and I think that's part of the problem too is outrage sells murder sells um just really inflammatory things are what's going to get you the most engagement, the most likes, the most, you know, dopamine hits thinking that you're you're doing the the right thing or you're getting attention for whatever. And I always see it start from a place of goodness. I always see it start from a genuine place of someone trying to make something quick and digestible on Instagram to inform other people of what's going on so they can hopefully either take action on it or start a discussion and all of that is such a good idea using social media and and making it work for you and the topics and the things that you have a really strong opinion on is a fantastic idea but if you are sharing an untruth about a situation you are reversing the progress of what you're trying to accomplish so the other thing that i was going to talk about is masks so i have been around a a couple of people and I've seen it on Instagram and they someone's outside or someone's in a business and they're still wearing a mask and there you go oh, these people haven't they gotten over it yet yada yada, yada. like what is wrong with them and I always try to look at assuming the best out of people 
And I completely understand, you know, there's been a lot, you're allowed to have whatever opinion you want on anything, but the truth is the truth. And that honestly, that's all that matters. You are allowed to vote your opinions. You're allowed to vote your morals and standards, but at the core of it, the truth is going to be there regardless. So there's been a lot of moving parts on truths of that particular illness And there's not a lot of people that are masking anymore. And there are virtually no places where a mask is required, not where I live anyway. So to see someone in a mask is kind of like, oh my God, you know, what are they thinking? That person might be immunocompromised. That person might be going through chemo and not be able to get any kind of sick. That person might be taking care of an elderly parent or grandparent and not want to get them sick. They might be going on a trip soon and they don't want to risk getting ill of any kind before they get on a plane and travel. Trying to, you know, give a little bit of measure to our thought processes is another way to combat this. So instead of just assuming the worst or thinking a certain way about a particular group of people, and I see this on both sides, maybe dive into it a little bit more, maybe look into the reasons why people do certain things, you know, and, and realize that choices that people make for their lives are not the choice you have to make for yours. Unless they are trying to force you to live as they live, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) And that could be the end of the entire, none of this really matters. The news doesn't really matter, which Again, I'm talking in broad strokes here. I think it's incredible to be informed. I think it's extremely important to know what's going on in your local community. And that's the last thing that I wanted to touch on is running into people that know so much more about what's going on in other states and in other countries, but have no idea about their local government, their local issues, how to help out there, and giving all of their energy to places that are not where they live. And that does not affect the most change. Like, yes, I think it's amazing to support other communities that are struggling. I think that's extremely important. I think being connected in the world is extremely important. But to if you are the type of person that wants to make a change, the most effective and biggest changes you can make are right at home. So that's going to start with you, the people that live in your house, the people that live in your neighborhood, the people that live in your community, the local people that you run into at the grocery store, the small conversations that you have with people who you don't really know and you'll probably never see again, those are the tiny little steps that are going to affect the most growth for both of you and to really, you know, get more kindness out into the world. Just general, neutral kindness. Assuming the best out of people as much as you can Walking into every scenario and knowing that everyone is hurting in some way and you don't know what someone else is going through. So before you become reactionary to them, before you go into a situation with unkind words at the tip of your tongue, maybe roll it back and think, well, maybe this person just lost someone they love. Maybe this person is really hurting inside and is struggling with anxiety and depression. Maybe this person is is ill and doesn't know how to function. Maybe this person is just having a bad day and and just kind of helping balance out <laughs> the world with you giving 
everyone the most kind version of yourself that you possibly can and and knowing that that's what's going to make the world a little bit better. I really hope that you enjoyed this conversation. If you didn't, I want to hear from you in the comments. Are there other scenarios that you've been shocked to see that you believe something that wasn't actually the truth based on what you saw on social media or on your local news broadcast? Are there things that you used to believe that you don't anymore now that you've either learned a little bit more or experienced life a little bit more? Because I know that that happens a lot too. Definitely happened for me. But I want this to continue to be a conversation and I will see you in the next one.